I remember seeing Sam when he had two thousand followers, but you get approached、uh, often when a client is in crisis. We don't we don't need to think like developers. We are communicators, and so we just have had to learn to know enough, you know, in order to communicate what's going on. Waves in the Finiverse. Welcome back to the Waves in the Finiverse, and I'm your host Anthony Sar, founder and CEO of Finiverse. I'm glad to introduce you today's guest of our podcast, Samantha Yap. Samantha is the founder and CEO of Yap Global, a global PR agency with 25 people specializing in helping blockchain, crypto, and Web3 companies tell their stories. Headquartered in London and with regional offices in Singapore, Malaysia, South Africa, and the USA, they have been working with some reputable names in Web3 like Lido Finance and ENS Domain. Hello, Samantha. Welcome to the Waves in the Finiverse. I'd like to ask you the question as a founder to founder:、um, What was so far the biggest challenge for you、um, in building the your firm, the PR firm of this year's and Specifically, that the PR firm that specifically is unique to cater the needs of crypto. The biggest challenge is actually training a team.、Um, we're speaking at a time where right now I have twenty-five people,、um, so it's taken a lot of hard work.、Um, you know, there has been you know in PR firms turnover is normal, so there's that as well. So it's constantly looking for talent, training, retraining. Onboarding people onto Web three, crypto, and DeFi. <clears throat> a couple of、um, weeks ago, one large, large one of the largest、uh, Web three companies uh, uh, have been stolen. One of our teammates, <laughs> which is great for them, I think it's perfect. <laughs> yeah, but I understand your pain.、Um, so, how do you overcome、yeah. this challenge? What about come when it comes to training? We do a lot of internal. Crypto one-on-one sessions, where because the the space moves so fast, there's there's a new chain, new technology, or even just new activity that's happening in the market that you have to keep up with. So you may have heard of Solana, for example, or you may have heard of you know Cosmos. So we would sit down and just understand the whole ecosystem. So that's just one example of what we do. We don't we don't need to think like developers. We are communicators, and so we just have had to learn to know enough, you know, in order to communicate what's going on. This interesting point about the educating sort of media, engaging with the traditional media. Obviously, the crypto native media is、uh, relatively straightforward. But when it comes to traditional media, what is the biggest challenge for for firms like yours and 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 in industry in general? The real challenge of doing PR for crypto companies is when the market is down,、uh, or when there are vulnerabilities, there are hacks, and the, and and you know over the last year with、uh, the collapse of Terra Luna as well as FTX, it's been really challenging to、uh, fight through the the negative stigma that that those events have had, and also the other aspect is yeah the the, the technical details because. The crypto industry—it's—it's technology and finance together, and it's so deep,、um, and it can get quite complicated and filled with jargon. So the other challenge is how do you cut down the jargon and communicate a story for 
Bloomberg or CNBC、mm. or Financial Times. So those are just some of the challenges that we face. I guess, from my perspective, I've been following FT, both you know,、mm -hmm. uh, Bloomberg in that space, covering the crypto industry, and I can see, and Bloomberg is you know stepping forward to really. Uh, understanding the space and providing certain insight,、um, being neutral.、Uh, however, I feel like FT like more tends to have put down like skeptical lens on the things and and trying to sort of distance themselves from from this industry while covering that. What, what's your so far、uh, observations? Yeah, that's a spot on assessment. I think over the last two years, you've seen Bloomberg. Hire more reporters. They have, you know, a managing editor focused on Bloomberg Crypto.、Um, you know, Bloomberg Crypto has the at Crypto Twitter uh, Twitter um, ID. So they they have doubled down on growing a whole team that's covering this new asset class for their audience. And they they were one of the first to, to write about DeFi when you know decentralized finance was exploding. And so. I, I appreciate that they see value in that, and 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 they're reporting on that. Yes, the Financial Times. It, it it also depends on their audience and and who their readers are. And you know, sitting in the UK, they're they're probably the the traditional、uh, financial institutions, the ones that are more you know, yeah, want to play it safe, or or even even you know, to to the regulators as well. They read they read the Financial Times, so of course they're gonna they're gonna take a more cautious approach. And an almost a skeptical approach too. And and when it comes to promotion of the way of the traditional companies are doing their PR and the crypto do, does their PR. So what what is the fundamental differences here? Yeah. So I work with a few protocols that have decentralized autonomous organizations as well as their independent entity, and so.、Uh, There's a new layer when it comes to doing PR for Web three companies and 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 crypto protocols, and that is the community aspect. So in Web two, for example, I, I wouldn't have imagined that Facebook would have a community that they had to communicate、um, what they were doing. They're a centralized organization. They set the tone and they 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 built. Um, and scaled up to where they are today in Web three because of、uh, of the added element of you know some protocols would have a governance token or some 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 token to to represent their, their community and and they would have a community that holds those tokens that adds a layer of complexity when it comes to communications because you're not just communicating externally to the world you need to communicate to the community as well as your team so. That's just one of the、uh, new rules、uh, and、mm. and and that you have to think about when it comes to marketing and PR in this space. Right. Could you give us a little bit of、um, insight on for those people who are more like migrating from traditional space into the Web three? Yeah. What are the key principles?、Um, what do you need to know when it comes to marketing yourself for Web three? Yeah. So Twitter is actually quite. Important for crypto, and、uh, it's been over the last two years. It's been proven that a tweet from CZ, the CEO of Binance, has the power to impact the market. So I like to say, crypto Twitter is like a public Bloomberg chat room, and whatever is whatever tweets come out between exchange founders that has the ability to、uh, instill either 
positivity or a market upturn or fear, uncertainty and doubt. I mean, you would see as well, even when Elon Musk tweets something about Dogecoin. And I don't want to bring up meme coins, but it did um, boost the token at the time. So crypto Twitter is quite influential in the crypto Web3 space. You don't spend that much time on Instagram or LinkedIn. Uh, all the action is on Twitter. Oh, it's interesting. I like the the comparison on Bloomberg and sort of live channel of of Twitter. I just want to ask you, since you're also working with ZNS domains, uh, for mm-hmm. for the companies that are looking into getting into the space, often they start with buying their own, securing their own name if it's not yet already secured by someone smarter and faster. Do you think mm-hmm. it's that's what they need to do? Um, will you advise them to do that, or what would be the best way of operating in this space? Or it will be perceived cringy and awkward if they suddenly start to be like hsbc.es or I don't know. No, I think that would that that would actually be um, encouraged, and and, and there are there are big brands that. Are, already have a .eth, like there's Gucci.eth, there's Prada.eth. So there are traditional brands that are looking into crypto. Um, so I do encourage everyone to have a, a .eth and even businesses to have a .eth. It, it's just securing a domain name. But um, the other thing I would challenge is um, what are you going to do with it? So how are you going to interact with it? And if you know you have a wallet that represents you know, that that's named of, under your brand. For example, I have yapglobal.eth. Um, you know, we need to think about what we're going to use that for. So yeah, right now, I would say for ENS um, domain names, it seems like a marketing move. But uh, if we're, if we are going to onboard more people onto Web3, there needs to be um, a function and a purpose for having that um, wallet. So when it comes to market yourself, marketing yourself in this such a crowd of a crowded space like crypto, how do you how do you help your clients to differentiate this uh, themselves and their products from from the others? Yeah, so my background's in journalism, and I'm going to speak with a PR lens. And uh, the 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 space is so noisy, and there's a lot happening. And even when we just spoke about Twitter, when you put Twitter on, there's just so much noise. But a good way to filter out, um, you know, what projects and what companies are um, top of mind is the media. So media publications in the news, they help us filter out what's most important. They help us uh, understand what's news. So where I would look to first is what is Coindesk or The Block or um, Decrypt writing about? And I would also then look at what is FT and Bloomberg writing about? Because when you look to what's top of mind and news of the week, then then you're able to formulate you know, what, where you sit in the ecosystem, where you sit in the space and, um, and, and pitch your story, story the, the best way. We at Yap Global have a newsletter called The Context where, because the space is so, there's so much happening all the time and also multiple chains to keep track of. So we help, um, people understand just what are the top three stories of the week. Um, this is for, journalists, investors, anyone in the space. So it's called The Context. And um, yeah, you can find that on Yap Global, but that's a little plug. But yeah, just uh, I think understanding what's top news of the week um, really helps you learn and understand how to cut through the noise. And when it comes to how do you get into publications, how do you get published? How do you get your name out in the press? 
what would be the big difference of how it's normally done with the more like traditional mainstream media when it comes to crypto? Is there any differences? There are slight differences. Well, I would say with publications like Coindesk, Decrypt, and The Block, these are the top uh, tier crypto publications. They have good editorial teams, but I would say... And I'm just going to say this, they're not as sharp as, say, pitching to, you know, a legacy publication like the FT or, or Bloomberg. So you really still have to formulate a strong pitch with the, with a strong news hook. And I know, Anthony, you, you, you're, you've been a former journalist yourself. So you know, um, what a strong news hook is. So these are the, all the things that we work with our clients on. And yeah, I think it also starts with, you know, formulating a compelling story. Um, is this interesting? Is this new? Is it timely um, and why now? Because the challenge with PR is our clients are going to think their story is the most important story, but there are probably a hundred other stories that a journalist is getting pitched. So why should they pick the one that we pitch? Um, interesting aspect of working with crypto industry, I think, is the amount of uh, scam and criminal activities uh, uh, much higher than anywhere else. So running a PR firm, working with crypto companies, how do you balance this, you know, sort of for, from the ethical perspective and how do you select clients and how do you manage to work with, with this industry? In terms of working in this industry, yeah, we've had to learn how to filter out what is a good project and what is not. And one of the ways we do that is, you know, looking at the actual you know technology um, and also look at the on-chain activity so this is activity that you can see that is tracked on tracking platforms like CoinGecko and um, DeFi Llama for those who don't know what DeFi Llama is it's it's, it's where you track the, the DeFi industry and so we filter out projects we work with from just understanding you know their you know their track record but also the size of the community and the credibility they have in the industry yeah it's interesting i mean as as much we could do to, to check the companies do sort of due diligence they see you come across with companies like ftx and situations like that and which is very difficult to identify in the first place so i think it's yeah. for everyone working in this um industry it's, it might be a, a one of a challenge uh, what is typical request that clients coming to you with in you know in your daily work well so actually we get approached uh, often when a client is in crisis and we've been doing a bit of um, communications around this clients only think about cl- crisis comms when a crisis happens but they don't often think about it in in, adv- in advance and you know i think this is maybe a lesson and and just a tip whether it be a traditional financial firm but also crypto teams to think of communications as actually like having a strong communications plan is actually part of a, a risk management plan i've been you know trying to to uh, ingrain that thought into all of our clients yes Things are going well right now, but when the market collapses, like we saw, you know, in, in 2022 with the FTX collapse, what do you do? And so having a plan in place is really important. Fantastic. And uh, um, you earlier mentioned that the, the importance of Twitter, importance of, I guess, uh, key opinion leaders, um, what do you call it? 
in this part of the world, KOLs uh, and celebrities uh, and so on, mm -hmm. that they are impacting a lot of things in the market. So how how do you normally work with them? Are you are you work are you currently engaged with any? And how do you make them notice you? Or what are the pros and cons of working with 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 the uh, KOLs? So conferences in i mean conferences and events uh is a great way to gather um people in in an industry in a community and in crypto which is such a global um industry and it's not location specific because you know anyone can hold bitcoin around the world um so a lot of the gathering uh, of um the community is happens at these conferences flagship conferences around uh, across the year and this is also where the key um, opinion leaders and key influencers that, um, have a large Twitter following, they head to these conferences too. For example, with ECC, we're managing them, we're, we're, we're guiding them on, on, on who to speak to, on, on what's, you know, um, interesting in the conference. So uh, I would say, yeah, gathering it at, at, at conferences is a good way to, um, build attention, um, for them. It's interesting. I was reading last night a, a coverage about the, from one of the journalists of the one of the large Web3 events that happened recently in Hong Kong. And there was one quote that he says, there were many KOLs on stage that are more famous than their projects. And I kind of uh, find it interesting in a way that there's a lot of, like you said, also there's a lot of noise. And what would be the best strategy for companies to that are looking into the space and in identifying who is who in this world yeah. of crypto? Again, I'd, I'd actually draw it back to crypto Twitter. <laughs> it really is a good filtering mechanism of like who's who and who matters. Um, what I would say as well is don't don't look so much at the number of followers because now in Twitter, I think you, you could buy followers and, and there are like bots that could boost your following, but look at who's following who. So you could have someone who has like 5,000 followers, but but, you know, if you look at the people that you follow and if they're influential people and they follow this person, then, you know, there, there's some trust and credibility there. Let's just take uh, Sam Backman fried as an example. Um, mm. But, you know, I remember seeing Sam when he had 2000 followers, but yet his, you know, and I think, you know, probably tied to the growth of the exchange um, that he built um, over a short year and a bit he grew his following almost to a million followers i think he has a million now but he was constantly tweeting and updating and 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 the whole industry was kind of following that um and it yeah and it, it could be for bad which we now see but it still it says a lot about where the market's looking at what the market is looking at and where people's attention is because that's where the attention was mm. and then you know in terms of the the leaders like okay so you said that um some of the the founders of these projects have more of a following because i think that's natural right you know people more people follow elon musk than you know uh tesla or um spacex right um so it's the people that really drive the industry uh but yeah again back to twitter you know I don't know if you remember or whether you were there or following at the time, but it was like happening in real time when um, 
CZ put out a tweet. So the founder of Binance put out a tweet saying they're going to sell a lot of their FTT tokens, which is the yeah, governance yeah, token. That's how it started the whole story. Yeah, yeah. That's how. So, but but see, a tweet started that, right? Yeah. So that's how influential this platform is. And and talking about the future, could you share with us your your vision of how the PR industry will evolve? So it's interesting when. Things are going well in the market. It's where the money flows. And so if you've got an industry that, you know, has a lot of money flowing into it and they have money to spend on marketing, that's kind of where the, the market is, is um, going. You would start to see more traction. And I'm sure, for example, for you, for running events, like I anticipate that there will be more Web3 crypto companies that will want to bridge the gap to the, um, you know, traditional financial world. Um, so what I see you know, it, moving forward is, yeah, more of more of this. Um, and, uh, and, and, and PR firms needing to uh, grow their, um, their, their teams to, to cover this space and to specialize. I would also say for PR teams to follow where the media publications are going as well. So if Bloomberg is bulking up their um, crypto team and they're hiring a, a managing editor of crypto and they've got a whole division well then there's there's a need and a demand for for crypto news right if um now the ft actually there are they're not just they don't just have one reporter covering crypto they, they have a few they have a digital assets team now um you know yeah yeah crypto finance but they have a whole category now on i mean they've they've had that for a while but i i you know, I met a few journalists that from the from the FT who you know covered a previous beat, but it's like okay, now I'm coming into crypto, like covering the digital asset space. So if there is if if newsrooms are growing their crypto teams and crypto coverage, then you see that there's a need um, for PR marketing as well on the other side. And for the, for someone who is looking um, career opportunities in this space in the marketing and PR space within crypto. Um, or perhaps maybe wants to start their own PR firm, what would be your kind of advice as a founder? My recommendation is just like to understand what has happened and then start reading up on where it's heading and find, so this industry is still a niche industry, but I would say it, it's it's branching out because now there's like a Web3 world, there's a DeFi world, there's the NFT world. So I would also recommend choosing an area to specialize in because each area is a whole different ballgame. I would say for, for Yap Global, we're specialized more in the, the, the decentralized finance and infrastructure um, space. And that's one ballgame. And then moving into the um, NFT world is, yeah, a whole whole different world. And what kind of medias you recommend to focus on their, your attention? What, like, top five channels where, I mean, apart from Twitter, that you have to follow and yeah. um, to educate yourself? Yeah, so for crypto, you regard Coindesk still as the, you know, the, the, the top crypto publication. Um, then there's the block and decrypt media. There's also defiant that covers more DeFi activity. And then you may have heard also of, of bankless. They're, they're more, um, you know, that I would say that they're influencers. Um, I wouldn't say they're like a media or well, they're a media company, but not 
not journalism that they, they, they have more opinions um but they're they're also a good um gauge of what the sentiment is in the market tracks in the finiverse uh we have a um, so-called tracks in finiverse feature where we ask our guests to share with us their favorite song that they would like to take to finiverse which song it will be for you Oh wow! Uh, <laughs> I have to think about this favorite song for Finiverse. I'm gonna look at my Spotify. Comes to your mind first. Taylor Swift. Which song? Shake it off. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Why this one? I don't know. I guess uh, shake it off because yeah, crypto <laughs> people, uh, crypto maybe like gets, uh, you know, uh, a lot of, um, mixed kind of, uh, reviews and yeah, you just gotta shake it off and continue doing what you're doing in the space. Okay. Fantastic guys. Uh, shake it off. And it was a pleasure talking to you, Samantha. Thank you very much for your time. Cool. Thank you. Thanks, Anthony. This has been Waves in the Finiverse. Why not hit the subscribe or follow button so you never miss an episode? If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, then please leave us a review and a five-star rating. Thanks for listening.